This is Mark Mullinax, and welcome back to Power for the Peaceful, a podcast and class on Taoism. Today, verse 14. Nothing to see here. When you listen to the ground and you put your roots down, you can hear what she says if you're listening. When you listen to the ground and you put your roots down, you can hear what she says if you're listening. The sweet sound of the river as she moves over the stones. The same song that the blood in your body sings as it weaves around your bones. When you're listening, when you're listening, are you listening? How do you hold a moonbeam in your hand? How do you solve a problem like Maria from the sound of music? If the eye is unobstructed, the result is sight. If the ear is unobstructed, the result is hearing. If the nose is unobstructed, the result is smell. If the mouth is unobstructed, the result is taste. If the mind is unobstructed, the result is wisdom. Zhuangzi, chapter 32. Welcome back. Wes Owen is our reader and question asker today. He studies music at Mars Hill University, follows the Buddhist path, and lives in Black Mountain, North Carolina. One quick announcement. I'll be taking a one-week break, so if you're getting these podcasts in weekly installments, verse 15 will come in two weeks. In the meantime, I may have a bonus episode next week instead. In our verse 14 today, Lao Tzu questions us yet one more time. How certain can we be when we try to discover or uncover the most important force of the universe, Tao? The quick answer is we cannot. There is no such thing as certainty, and sometimes even assurance is impossible. Our human senses are usually not simple enough to understand Tao. The senses are usually too full of themselves to be of much use. As the verse ends, Lao Tzu says our only, our only recourse for any data or informed opinion about Tao is to pledge allegiance to the here and now. The here, now, present presents the only conditions available to know the utmost possible about Tao. Tao is timeless and we live in time measured by clocks and calendars. But such measurements of time are artificial, just convenient procedures that we all, wink wink, agree to. In our artificial measurements of time, we include a past and a future, which is quite strange because future and the past are two places we cannot visit, like ever. Memories of the past are ever-shifting and can even become contested. Anticipating a future can help in strategic planning, sure, but as a personal habit, it always, and I do mean always, produces preventable problems we feel need solving and uses up resources and energies we could actually use to live better in the only place we can live, the present. We spend, no, 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 we exhaust our resources and treasures that enable us to live fully in the present moment for this fantasy called the future. We live 
move and have our being only in the present. So Tao knowledge is always, always in the present, the present tense. So here's verse 14, which I have entitled, Living the Inconceivable. One can look for the invisible, but never discover it. One can listen out for the soundless, but never hear it. One may try to grasp the immaterial, but never touch it. We possess no inquiry into these three. This subtle trinity of unknowing is the nature of the one. While on its surface this one is unclear, it is knowable at its depths. But just to stand before or follow after gives one no advantage of discovery. All named things emerge from it, but it is ever nameless. Live in the ever-evolving ancient Tao so one may appreciate timeless Tao on this very day. I know I can walk through the world, along the shore or under the trees, with my mind filled with things of little importance and full self-attendance, a condition I can't really call being alive. Mary Oliver, I happen to be standing. When Lao Tzu began this 5,000-word poem called Tao Te Ching way back when, he began back in verse 1, teaching the ineffable and unknowable nature of Tao. We have seen and heard many times between that first verse and this 14th verse, Taoist teachings that all our sensory equipment, our usual paths of discovery, and even the ways we consider or view Tao in conversation, they all end as failures to discover Tao as Tao is. In verse 14 today, Lao Tzu only reminds us of what we get when we try to understand Tao with our senses. And what do we get? Nothing helpful. Today, we get reminded of what Tao is and is not, when it is and when it's not, where it is and where Tao is not. This not business, however, this emptiness of sense and expectation clears for us the one single path by which we may know Tao. That single path is a point in time and space called the present. To get to this teaching about the present moment, verse 14 starts off with agnosticism. Tao is unapproachable by our senses that look, listen, and feel. So an honest not knowing is the only starting place for knowledge and wisdom about Tao. Now a note about the word agnostic, A-G-N-O-S-T-I-C. The first letter A is Greek for without, like asymptomatic or atypical. And then Gnostic is Greek for knowledge. So an agnostic is someone who knows they have no direct or scientific knowledge information about something. Agnosticism is the ultimate honest claim of someone who feels or feels claimed by an unseen, unheard, or unknown power, a mystery that one cannot demonstrate or prove. They honestly do not know. That is true agnosticism. Agnosticism is not to be confused with atheism, which starts off the same way with an A, plus theism, which means without God. 
Agnosticism is the beginning of wisdom. Why? Because agnosticism's distinctive mark is its radical honesty about one's capacity to know. Not knowing is an empty place, a Tao womb, where true knowledge begins. Because we drop the language game that pretends that we can word our way into belief. With this not knowing attitude of emptiness in our minds, we are most prepared to apprehend a mystery now and here. This is very close to the Buddhist concept of beginner's mind we recently discussed. Taoism's equivalent is this. To be filled, one must first become empty of mind, concepts, expectations, and results. Trying to name or locate Tao with word fillers, you find you're just chasing wind. When you listening, when you listening, are you listening? When you listening, when you listening, are you listening? Human beings clearly think that we need to name or have some linguistic handle for our inconceivables, like God, Tao, love, and other mysteries. Once we have a name for the mystery, we feel we have made progress, and we hold on to that name for dear life. Once we think we have named something, we feel we have tamed it, feeling that that named thing comes when we beckon or when we need help. Nah, this is metaphysical BS, just another craving of the psychotic narcotic called certainty. I used to be strung out on this drug, certainty, and ended up a fundamentalist for a while. So this verse provides a strong refresher about our total agnosticism about Tao. Tao is when it is undefined. Tao is not when we gift wrap it in words, however plain or prettified. Our senses, our reason, and all of our powers are useless. So my dear speculators about the unseen, whether ghosts, gods, or ghouls, forget about some goal in life in which you understand Tao. Ha! So why be Taoist or religious in the first place? When we lower our egos and expectations in any spirituality, we empty ourselves of the world's chatter and our chatter, both of which are tireless and incessant. Emptied of that noisy noise, we can then listen with our psychic centers focused upon this hurting, neglected world. Emptied of ego, remember, makes us useful. See verses 5 and 11 for reminders. Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again, because the vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence. Simon and Garfunkel, The Sounds of Silence. What makes today's verse different from verse 1? Verse 14 is commentary, reinforcement, a reminder of how futile it is to locate Tao even once. Sorry, Tao is unnamed, unpathed, and desiring Tao leads one to naming, pathing, and more desire. Tao is the nothing and the nowhere, the no thing, the nowhere, the no beginning, no end, no form, 
no definition, no image, indefinable. Forget about it. Agnosticism is your spiritual path. Keeping this agnostic teaching in mind, I have just three further short comments. First, Tao is invisible, inaudible, intangible. Tao operates like a shadow inside a shadow in the dark. This very power that created and began our universe is unknowable. No human sense gets this. Our senses just want to know, but sorry, Tao has no sight, no sound, no trace. Always, every time, everywhere, there is nothing to see here. The best we can do is go, wow, amazing, and stay wordless. Then, if we talk about it, we talk indirectly, circuitously, slantly. Paradoxical as it sounds, Tao's only evidence is its absence of evidence. Nothing to grasp or cling to. And thank goodness for that. For who is their best self when they grasp and cling? Second, Tao begins in nothing. It becomes something temporarily and then ends in the same no thing. There's a movement in Tao from the no thing to the something. But first, nothing. Nothing is the form of the formless. If you live in a place where there are four distinct seasons, you know something about this. Nothing is comparable to winter's barrenness. Spring is the beginning of something, and summer is the peak of that something. With fall and the falling back into winter, there's nothing again. It may not be a perfect metaphor, but perhaps it's helpful. Tao's motion is from the unmanifested to the manifested and then back to the unmanifested. Tao makes things. It creates. Then it returns to its no-tracery nothingness. So Tao is always in motion, in manifesting and demanifesting, but never, ever twice the same. This is Buddhism 101 as well. All things change. So be careful about clinging to things that change. All that is soon disintegrates and returns to nothing. Like a body that is born from an empty womb, it has an existence, but its end is a moldering dead body in an empty tomb. Third, if you cannot hold on to primordial Tao with senses, the only place even to begin to trace Tao is in the here and now. The power of the present moment, even this very moment as you listen, is the only, only time there is to align with Tao. Tao is known only in the now, the here, and the this. This timeless, eternal Tao is most known, how, I can't tell you, in the now. For Tao is always present, but never the same way twice. Why? Why? To prevent our clinging to the one and only one experience of Tao that we may have. Let me get a bit trippy on you. Eternal Tao, which is nowhere, can be experienced in the now here and nowhere else. Always in motion is Tao, showing up in the present. You cannot use Tao yesterday or tomorrow, but only today. Simple, but who lives like this? Imagine having a watch or clock that said every time you consulted it for the time of day 
it said instead to you, now is the time. If you get that, you're on the way to understanding verse 14. Said another way, the past is just a weak idea. And so is the idea of the future. Neither concept of past or future is strong enough to destroy real peace once and for all. Living in the present with Tao, the past and future no longer exist. That is, they are empty. Just like once upon a time in the past, you were not. And just like it will be in the future, you will not be. The present is the practice of the infinite. Again, the present is the practice of the infinite. This is our goal, our single opportunity, moment by moment, to realize Tao is already here and now. The intelligence of the average person relying upon sense data does not rise beyond the bribes and letters of recommendation his sense data offers. That person's mind is beclouded with trivialities. Even were that person to endeavor to penetrate the mystery of Tao and of creation and rise to participation in the One, the result is that they become confounded by the trinkets of the times and age. Shackled always by objective existences, they fail to apprehend anything eternal. The perfected person, on the other hand, carries their mind back to the period before the beginning, Content to rest in the oblivion of nowhere, passing away like flowing water, they merge in the clear depths of the infinite. Changzu, chapter 32. Conclusion. Insight into Tao is possible. We can untrivialize our minds. We can arrest and give blessed rest to our shameless senses and be in the flow of the universe, or Tao. Only when we are shaped and perfected by the now, here, this, we can then practice what human beings are made for. You do not have to withdraw from the world or go on long pilgrimages. As Mary Oliver says, you don't have to be perfect. For it is indeed possible right now, exactly where you are, to live in accord with Tao and all creation. For in the now, here, this, is all the teaching one needs. Of other teachings, one needs little. The peaceful person or animal lives in the clear-eyed, clear-eared, and emptiness of no place and no time, but ever in the eternal now. There's no time like the present and no present like time. Deadline, a song by David Lamott. What's at stake, friends? If one stays stubborn and persists in the illusions of the ear, one hears only the stories already behind the ear. Persist in the illusions of the eye, and one sees only the ghosts already behind the eyeball. Persist in illusions of touch, smell, and taste, and you live in the faulty memories of their past sensations. There is a better way to persist, my dear friends. Live the only moment possible, the present. Homework. Quick but hard. As you listen, concentrate on the present moment. I mean right now. What in the present are you giving your precious attention to? Keep doing this. Now to Wes's question. So, in my own 
journey with like understanding Tao. Um, I, I've often looked at my own perceptions of the world around me and I've looked whether or not I've had biases within those perceptions. Oftentimes I am unsure of whether or not I am perceiving Tao in the right way or whether or not I'm looking at it through some incorrect lens. Oftentimes I've found after the fact that subconsciously uh, my mind was playing tricks on me and oftentimes that led me to not perceiving the picture for what it was or missing details that later I found out were more important. So knowing that my mind was playing subconscious tricks on me, how would I go about finding whether or not I am doing that in the future before I go through that whole process again? Craving is so cunning, Wes. Craving takes us down a path where suffering is given a place to be and may even provide a meaning in life. And if you are a seasoned meditator, you still crave. You're just more subtle in your craving. But we still crave. Desire. Grasp. Cling. Ego will literally exhaust itself trying to justify its actions and measures. So, Wes, assume that your mind is playing subconscious tricks. I mean, seriously. As St. Augustine talked about God, so we can talk about Tao. He said, if you can understand it, it's not God. Our egos will tell us that any understanding we can muster about mysteries like Tao is progress. However, healthy Tao practice is the practice of emptiness. So we should mistrust the senses that would offer some content, like, like, like a smooth talking con person. Any static understanding of mystery or Tao comes at a price. That price is your filling up a mind with something other than Tao, usually some subtle form of ego-driven drivel. The first condition of Tao is ever silence, ever emptiness. When you think you have some tiny, itsy-bitsy understanding of mystery, well, no other understanding can then enter your consciousness, for the prior understandings have already invaded your mind, rented a room, decorated it, and is enjoying the view. It is not about to act out and risk ejection. Instead, it's going to be a nice renter, never causing trouble, well-behaved, and predictable. It's going to build a neuron network that will only grow stronger as the most trusted voice in your mind. Don't let it. Tao is not predictable. It is not going to rent space in your mind or body. It is as unpredictable as what you will dream tonight. So how would you know if your mind is playing tricks on you, Wes? Well, just assume it is. Eject your trickster that has you assuming that all you need to know is what it whispers in your ear. Remember, Tao is always present, but never twice the same. You cannot own a particular understanding of Tao. First, your mind is no longer empty if you do. Second, that particular understanding is like a sugar snack before a meal. It fills you up and leaves you not hungry for the good stuff. Third, the particular understanding is reductionistic, is a tiny, small distillation, residue, 
or echo of Tao, so to speak, and not Tao itself, not Tao at full strength and in the moment. So how would you know if your mind is playing tricks? Assume it is. As you meditate, move through all past expectations of a fictional future and focus only what is now. The same goes for the question, how do you listen for Tao? Always in the moment. It is always fresh, new, a path without tracks. In the now, you have experiences of Tao, like the marvel of a mockingbird's repertoire, the sidewinding but forward progress of a slithering snake, the person you sit down next to in the subway. However, each is as brand new as the present moment, which is when, and only when, Tao happens. The only honest moment we have is the empty now, the empty here, the empty this. And I think we are intended for such honesty. Such honesty is a radical act and is exactly what our world needs. So don't be tricked by a pre-filled mind with echoes of pre-existing expectations for the same old, same old outcomes. Hashtag emptiness. This podcast is an original labor of love, designed, written, and co-produced by many, whose central idea is that Tao Te Ching is good news for today. Tao still speaks. Wes Owen spoke our quotes this time. Audrey Davis is our artist. Molly Hartwell sings her song, Put Your Roots Down. Fortress Press holds the copyright for quotations from my Tao Te Ching translation. Thank you for your attendance in this class on Taoism. May your days begin in peace and become wombs for radical hope. When you're listening, are you listening?